Hello and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe podcast. Friends, it's late August. I'm recording this and then tomorrow I'm getting on a plane for a summer vacation. Will has been talking about various summer vacations. They're taking all sorts of people going on summer vacation and even our friends in the Star Wars Universe are going on summer vacation. A few days ago, you may have heard Paul and I talking about what is or isn't canon. We didn't get into one of the hardest questions, although I think the answer is clear that Star Wars Lego is Lego is well certainly Lego canon I think it's Star Wars canon in at least a couple of ridiculous ways that we're going to talk about <laughs> but if you haven't seen the Lego summer adventure hit pause go watch it it's a lot of fun but even if you don't want to watch it we're not going to have like huge spoilers because there's not really much to spoil we're just gonna have a lot of fun talking about it all that more with myself and Will Freeland right after this commercial break we have no control over but if it's not for summer ads like summer beach vacations or something then the algorithm is really not doing well how At dare least it. advertise like goggles or swimsuits. Welcome back. I'm Matthew Fox, your host. They them pronouns. And I'm Will Freeland. Well, it's so good to have you on. Uh, you've been on a bunch to talk about some uh, Marvel TV shows, about Marvel comics. You do all your own stuff about Legos and Star Wars and, and stuff like that. And so when I saw it, there was a Lego Star Wars adventure, uh, I knew you were the right one to get on. Um, how uh, – just say for a minute, like to start out, like I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Where did the Lego thing come from? The Lego thing was actually how I got more into Star Wars, I think. Um, I watched the movies and it was fine. But then um, all the – all the Lego vehicles that they've come out with uh-huh. over the last, you know, 25, 30 years. Uh, my aunt and uncle had some of the first like UCS sets before UCS was like a phrase. Um, uh-huh. like the original what is like X Wing and stuff. That phrase? Oh, sorry. Ultimate Collector Series. Um, okay. Basically, if there's a set and it has a little like sign, a sticker sign in front of it, it's probably a UCS mm-hmm. set. Um, it's only been for the Star Wars sets. But, um, you know, 30 years ago when they had the big Death Star and the big X-Wing and R2-D2, they didn't have signs. But my aunt and uncle had them. And I was like, I, I need this. <laughs> this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, Lego helped me get more connected, I think, to Star Wars. And then That's I watched awesome. all the shows and the movies and all that stuff. As I say this, uh, we're not doing this over video, but Will has a very large uh, Millennium Falcon Lego in the background. Will's turning yeah. his camera so that I can see it. None of the rest of you can, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's still awesome to see. And I know uh, Will does a, a podcast. Uh, uh, Twitch stream specifically on Legos and Star Wars, which we'll get into later. So, so Star Wars is the thing, uh, is, is the entertainment stuff, and then Lego is these pieces you build. Where did the whole of this like Lego TV and movies and uh, like for me, I really started getting into it through the video games. Like it started, yeah. with, I think, really with the Lego Harry Potter games, which were. You know, all the normal comments about J.K. Rowling and not giving her any money anymore. Please do not. But, um, you know, I started those games and I really enjoyed the kind of like little bit of humorous take on the story as you played it out. And I feel like with Lego Star Wars, especially like there are now so many Lego Star Wars games, all of which have a lot of fun kind of like breaking the fourth wall and, and, and making fun of the thing as well as honoring it. What, what's been your experience with kind of watching all of this Lego movies and TV shows and video games and all that? 
Um, initially, I'll say it was weird uh, uh-huh. because <laughs> my first Lego game, I believe, was the first Lego game at all. It was the Lego Star Wars uh, where they didn't have voice acting. <laughs> it was all just grunts for all the cutscenes. It was hilarious. Right. And like it was completely based on like sight gags, kind of like, you know, Groucho Marx way back in the day, kind of just, right. you know, silly gags. They do an iconic scene, but then add a little funny twist or cameo to it. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I played the first few Lego games and then I stopped and then I came back and then they had voice acting. And I was like, what is happening here? (laughs) Totally threw me off. And then they started doing these shorts and movies and shows. And now I get it. And it's a lot of fun (laughs) and I'm here for it. Um, Yeah. The, the, like there's the, the last Lego game that came out was like all nine star Wars movies, like the Skywalker saga. Um, And it's just impressive to me that, they have the same size video game cartridges and discs, but they have like nine times the amount of game as they used to. <laughs> it, it's I'm pretty so impressive. Old, my my partner Mary and I have spent a lot of time playing through that game, and I think we've only finished four of the nine movies. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a lot. So yeah, much I, fun. I, I think kind of similar journey as yours. And like the first time I really saw any of this Lego animated stuff was the Lego movie, which probably a lot of people have seen, mm. which which I just thought was groundbreaking. Like I thought it was so inventive. It had so much social commentary wrapped up in it, as well as just being this beautiful way of making you think about Legos. And then I saw Lego Batman. And Lego Batman to me was what really kind of changed the bar of like, okay, so these are now like actual like versions of these stories, but with all the kind of winking at the audience fourth well break you know great stuff mm-hmm. and and it's in that realm that i've seen the um the uh holiday special which we did an episode on uh, not well we have done an episode on the original holiday special uh because we're masochists we also oh. did an episode although i like it more than some people i still it's ve- like that bar is very very low but uh and then but we did the star wars lego holiday special which was amazing and then that brings us to the lego summer vacation um so Let's kind of dive into that because that's what officially our topic is. Yeah. What was your take on this, uh, you know, little summer romp? Um, I didn't know what to expect at first. And I thought it was, I thought it was going to be one thing. (laughs) Uh Uh, And it very much wasn't. I loved the cameos. I thought it was, I guess it's for the inclusion, but I thought it was odd that they were going, they pulled like Rose, um, for one of the characters to be like mm-hmm. who i guess it's obvious when it's finn who wants to hang out with everyone considering the movies but um i was like okay this is a this is a random choice and nobody wants to hang out and so i was i was thinking this is going to be something along the lines of like a hotel transylvania or something um mm-hmm. <laughs> of just uh random antics throughout this summer resort um but it was <laughs> yeah, very much not <laughs> for those who haven't seen it the basic structure of the movie is yeah everyone is going off to do their next phase of imperial you know of <clears throat> new republic stuff basically it's all taking place after the last movie um and finn gets separated from people you know each each one of the people has their own thing poe is the poe is me Poe po wants to be like, okay, folks, we have to be here at 10 a.m. and here at 1040 and eat breakfast. This, and I'm just like, yeah, I do that. <laughs> but why is everyone splitting up? And then so why, Finn winds up speaking to a couple different people 
who each give him kind of like who each tell him a story. And so we get these vignettes and that's yeah. that's the way they kind of give us characters. So like and that Force was Ghost a Obi- lot of fun. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. So like Force Ghost Obi-Wan tells him a story and um, I'm trying to think what were the other ones? Um, Force Han, Ghost I- Anakin. And then Force Ghost uh, Leia. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's all three of those Force Ghosts. And they're all kind of just fun little stories. And (laughs) to me, what all that gets to is what I think, like, I make the joke about canon. I don't think there's a lot of stuff that's clearly just, like, tweaking things. It's not trying to be official canon. Mm -hmm. But I do think they did something very interesting, which is they had, in the very beginning, all these Force Ghosts are talking to Finn be- and and he says at one point, I thought you only talked to Jedi. And, you know, Obi-Wan says, no, you are a f- – like, explicitly, you are a Force user. You would have been a Jedi, et cetera, et cetera. And, you could have been a contender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, as someone who – and I think you and I have talked about this – was really frustrated that, like, they kind of leaned into Finn having these Force powers, but then never really confirmed it. Yeah. That really meant a lot. What would that? What do you think of all that? Um – yeah, I'm totally with you. I I think I feel like if JJ had all three movies, he would have touched on Finn being force sensitive in episode eight. And then in nine, they could have explored it more. But, you know, given this is what this is what happened. This is what is officially canon. Fine. I yeah. think <sighs> it's pretty obvious that he's force sensitive, I think. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, I don't know, it was so on the nose through the movies that you can't really, it's not, I feel like it's not an argument. <laughs> it's not a conversation. Yeah. It's, he is absolutely force sensitive. And he just, being the kind of person that he is, never got a chance to explicitly tell Ray that's right. what's going on with him. Eh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I, I. I definitely have some frustrations about the like two different directors, five different visions. Um, I, I, I'm more on the Ryan side in general, but I agree with you that like e- either way, I think more consistency would have done it. And yeah, I agree. I, I don't think there is much of an argument against it. It's just that it was. It, it's kind of like when that that thing that's basically teased throughout a story, and you know it's there, but for whatever reason, the authors aren't just crossing that line. Right. And this this made it official. You know, this crossed the line, and in. in and I'm sure someone's going to come in and be like, no, it's not official canons. This doesn't mean that. And, and the guy, I think you said it perfectly. It is already explicit. It's not that we're like creating some new idea. Right. It's just that we're like putting the stamp on the thing that we all saw. Yeah. I see this as like a canon fanfic. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good way to put it. Like, I imagine Finn just kind of like fever dreaming this entire movie. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And and if that's if that's how I have to think of it to make it canon, then sure, fine. Let's, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. That totally works. I did definitely enjoy the um, uh, we as you said, we got a lot of cameos, and some some folks were you know they just didn't get the original actors and so they have different voice actors. But there's some voice actors who just I and like Kelly Marie Tron was in this. That may be part of why they included Rose. I think mm-hmm. Rose is also a character who got kind of short shrift in for unfortunately yeah. similar reasons to Finn. So I'm glad to have her back. But Billy D. Williams also has apparently decided 
he's just gonna this sit at home and life. be the voice of Londo now. And that's like what a good life, you know, like, you know? Yeah. Like he was just out of nowhere in this, but he was so good and I loved it. Yeah. Man, I wanna see more of Lando, either young or old. I'm not gonna lie. Right? I really didn't like <laughs> I I didn't like his role in episode nine, but regardless he billy d williams is just such a fun person to see on screen mm-hmm. it's fine, yeah. I, it's fine. I, I i'm not the one to come up with this idea but the um daniel glover as the young version of lando with billy d williams narrating like the old right. Indiana jones tv like that would be such a good show and i would be so happy to see that just because the two of them cool. together i think they're both such good versions of lando yeah absolutely um um do you have ahead. a favorite flashback uh story from the three i think in some way the one that ben solo tells um or no the one yeah i think yeah it's ben solo telling it because about ben yeah (laughs) okay i'm sorry yeah that's correct because it's it's about when han and leia go off on this adventure with uh when ben is still their kid and it's both like really sweet because we don't we don't we know so little about Ben Solo before he becomes Kylo Ren. Um and so seeing him, I think this is supposed to be just before he goes off to train with Luke to be a yeah. Jedi. And there were some good jokes in it, but there's also just because you know what happens to him, like in some ways I thought that was the darkest of the three because it had mm. this whole like you know what's gonna happen. You know, you're you're seeing him having his loving relationship with Han and Han hugging him and you're like, oh yeah, he's gonna kill that guy one day. Um <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's my goth emo hit heritage. You know, I'm always gonna look for a bit of the darkness. <laughs> and I just I just thought that one was really well done. Yeah, I liked that one. Oh, man, I can't I talk about Nando V movies way too much, but he mm-hmm. has like a rewrite about um episode nine because there were i guess there was a dropped scene where chewy was supposed to be um captured by kylo in the first order or last order or whatever mm. order he has um and uh he's uh he talks about how like chewy was there for ben's entire life and for him to see ben kill his father like the amount of emotion oh. that they could have used in a scene like that um, is just like a missed opportunity. And then, so I think of that video and then I see Chewie give Ben this like huge, loving, uncontrollable hug uh, when mm-hmm. they drop him off at the end. I was like, man, oh, oh, it's just, that'd be so good. That, that's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to see. Which- Especially because we're going to kind of go off on tangents, but the whole summer vacation thing is yeah. all tangents. Um, <laughs> I, as much as I love Ryan Johnson in episode eight, and that's not what this episode's about, so spare the hate mail. One of the things that I was always very frustrated that got dropped was, you know, when when ben, when Han Solo dies, him and Ben have this like very emotional kind of connection moment of like, you know – him saying like i know what i have to do but i'm not sure i can do it and han saying let me help you son and han's hands are on the lightsaber and i i have always thought that there was a possibility at least that han's the one who pushes the button to activate the lightsaber basically Mm -hmm. like because he knows that if his son doesn't kill han knows that if his son doesn't kill him 
he they're both dead anyway and his son's going to be destroyed han also knows that maybe like actually him killing his father would be the last step to him send him to the dark side fully and so han basically helps ben kill him um this might be complete headcanon. I have no idea, but at least I, I, I think the idea that that's a possibility is at least very possible in what we see. Yeah. And and so, yeah, that I, I wish that had been further explored, but I was very much thinking about that watching Han and Ben hug. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I remember when, when that, those kinds of theories started popping up after episode seven. And uh, mm-hmm. I really like that theory. I think it's, I think it speaks a lot. I think yeah. it speaks more to Han's growth from when we first got introduced to him in the original trilogy yeah. <laughs> to being able to coming to episode seven where he fully believes in the force. He married um, someone who is one with the force. And then he uh-huh. like understands this trip through the force and understanding the force that Ben has gone through that he's mm-hmm. willing to go and make that kind of sacrifice. But I think, yeah. I would yeah, I think that. you should write it. It's the growth both in terms of the, the force understanding and the love, but also just of the sacrifice. You know, he yeah. – granted, it's always a lot grumpier and, and I, I, I've often heard – not to again make a J.K. Rowling reference, but I've often heard Han referred to as the grumpiest Hufflepuff of all time. <laughs> you know, that he is always going to be there for everybody else. He's just going to be grumpy about it. Yeah. And, you know, in the first movies, the idea of like – basically like completely sacrificing yourself for a larger good is just not on his radar screen. He'll mm-hmm. do it, but he'll, he'll do it when he feels like he can do it. Like his, his ego is that like, oh, I'm not going to die doing this. Um, right. And so, yeah, him actually dying to help save his son is just <clears throat> so beautiful. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the other two. So the second one is, it is Force Ghost Anakin yeah. talking about his time as Darth Vader, which oh is like- Oh my gosh. Again, it's. It, I think it's really fun because it's about, um, you know, it, it, first of all, it's Anakin acknowledging all the stuff that he remembers about being Darth Vader, which is kind of just like, like oh, okay, that's a fun new direction. But it's about like Vader and the Emperor deciding to go on a beach vacation and then because they're Sith and they have to win and they have to be competitive, they they use the force oh to – to to win all of these like shuffleboard and other kind of like, you know, old people at the beach contests and – I just loved it. I thought it was like there wasn't much there, but it was just hilarious. Yeah, I just I loved the intro to it, and Finn because Finn's just like, listen, you know, bad guys don't take time off. Like we need to be ready. <laughs> like we're as soon as this vacation is over, we're going twenty four seven. And Anakin's just like, well, <laughs> bad guys can take time off sometimes. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> just the like. The whenever there's a bad guy turned good, they always have those awkward scenes of like, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> right. Um, they don't have enough of it in Dragon Ball Z of just like acknowledging, <laughs> oh yeah, I tried to kill the main character. My bad. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, just that like that super awkward like arm shuffle kicking the dirt. Yeah. Oh man. I mean. I took a break from killing off entire planets. We went to a beach one time. It was still fun. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and all like, the quote drops. I, oh, that's so like good. the best part of these shows is when they do all those little like call outs to classic uh, mm-hmm. um, quotes. Classic lines or movements or mm-hmm. just like 
like the emperor is a character that they're constantly making fun of in in the lego <laughs> stuff about him and i love it and and to me the standout line was he he's talking about like how he needs to like use his like force electricity power from time to time and he says i, I just need to get my zappies in you know, like, <laughs> I, I need to get my zappies in every day and it's just like I kind of feel on some level, if you to truly love and understand Star Wars, you have to be okay with admitting that it's utterly and complete nonsense. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous nonsense. And it's wonderful nonsense. And it's nonsense yeah. that can teach us so much. But still, it's an old wrinkled guy in a hood shooting lasers at it, lightning out of his fingers because he wants ultimate power. Like, it's just... <laughs> nuts and and i i just i think the lego does such like they did with batman you know another of my absolute favorites but we have to acknowledge there's just some off the wallness about it i just think lego does such a good job of capturing that like yeah we're not it, it doesn't ever feel cruel it doesn't ever feel like a parody it, it, right it, it, it's parody but it's it, it's like it's a parody made with love not with like yes disdain. yes it's it's loving parody and not like yeah. making it making a complete joke out of something that originally mm-hmm. was serious. Yeah. Like the way you said it as um, you know, this feels like fan fiction. Yeah, th- this feels to me like if you got a bunch of people together at a Star Wars con and they all brought their Lego pieces in, <laughs> like this is what they would do, you know? Yeah. Like out yeah. of love, but also just making fun of the whole thing. Mhm. That's exactly what it is. All right, you want to tell us a little bit about the third story? Obi-Wan? Uh, the, the third one, but chronologically the first, <laughs> right. uh, is Obi-Wan trying to to not be Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Having to sing and distract an entire bar full of bad people uh, was just really, really funny. Um, taking place um, <laughs> kind of around when Oh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show takes place, it seems I like. think so, yeah. I think it's a little before that. And I, I would hum for you a few bars of Gamorrean gals and Gamorrean guys if I didn't think that the mouse would hunt me down. We would get copyright. Down immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. You can't, you can't do it at all. Oh, my um, gosh. Fear the mouse. But, yeah, it was just – again, it's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Yeah. And then just having his Padawan Anakin afterwards be like, wait. Obi-Wan had fun? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? And then Leia, Obi-Wan had fun? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh, I man. will also say, um, you all heard me talk about how much I, I now have a much higher respect for Hayden Christensen after the Kenobi show. Hmm. But my Anakin will always be Matt Latner, the the voice actor from the Clone Wars. And that hmm. that person did the voice of Anakin in this, which I was very happy about. <laughs> it was not uh, – and I, I think the voice actor for Obi-Wan is the voice actor from the Clone Wars. I'm not sure about that. but I It sounded like him. I have yeah. a lore question that I've never bothered to actually look up. Sure. Does Anakin know that Leia was his daughter? So, yes. Well, Anakin never knows that. But, well, yeah, because, I mean, Vader does learn it because at the very end of Return of the Jedi, when Vader is fighting Luke, or Luke Luke is trying not to fight Vader and Vader is trying to goad him. Right. Vader basically reads his emotions and says, 
sister. You have a twin sister. Uh, if you can't be turned, then perhaps she will. And that's when Luke just that's like, what gives Luke, back yeah. in and, and charges. And there's a lot of just debate about what happens with Luke in that moment. Uh-huh. It's never said specifically that he knows that Luke's sister is Leia Organa, mm. but she's one of only three women in the in the galaxy according to the original universe movie so <laughs> it's a fit and i i i i have always had the implication especially when he says how he like he treats it as though like okay i'll go find her instead right that he already knows who she is okay. um as for what force ghosts know i i assume that all the force ghosts hang out in the force ghost <laughs> right land they're like oh much- shit look at you <laughs> yeah sorry like, 18 and over apologies yeah it's fine it's fine i i definitely hope like i would i would love to see some moment of the force ghosts force ghosting together maybe sitting on the clouds but again don't make it a heaven uh that is too much like a heaven i don't know but we're basically like qui-gon obi-wan and anakin are there and quite and like anakin's like so did i do okay and 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 obi-wan's like well you had some real problems and qui-gon's like Obi-Wan, you had one job. You had one job to raise this kid right. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I am assuming that he knows by then. He definitely, in canon, Vader knows that Luke has a sister who is Vader's daughter. Right. I, I would assume that's Leia, but I don't, it is never actually confirmed. As far as I know, I have that scene mostly memorized. But Paul, who probably has it actually memorized, uh, I'll double check with him just to be sure. Okay. Yeah, I was just I I don't know if it's I don't, I feel like the two of them have never talked as father daughter, right? Right. So I don't know if it's ever if he's ever actually put two and two together. Oh, it's just random thoughts. Right. It has nothing to do with I what will we're talking say, about here. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that in the in the novels that are now part of like there's different canons. Again, listen to our earlier episode. The Disney canon is one of those canons. I think it's also fair to say the Legends canon is another canon, but this is just, the Disney canon is what we're dealing with now and was kind of yeah. official from them. Um, in that, there's a wonderful book called Bloodlines about Princess Leia during the New Republic. Uh, I should say like really Counselor Organa or Counselor Solo. I thought she doesn't take Leia the same Solo. She's Counselor Organa at that point who become General Organa as well. Um, where she is wrestling with the fact that um, she is the daughter of Vader mm. and that she had these like, you know, like Vader was like grabbing her and torturing her and like yeah. holding her back when her planet was destroyed. And so she has right. these really traumatic memories. Um, yeah. And like Force Ghost is probably the biggest like plot ex machina like they have in terms of like. <laughs> They do exactly what they do need to for the plot, but like mm-hmm. you sort of feel like Forest Ghost Anakin would have spent a lot of time with Leia being like, My bad. My bad. I'm so how sorry. Can I, <laughs> how can I make this up? Like, yeah, can I take yeah. you to a ball game if you know what the whatever dad's gonna do? Um, but yeah, we don't have any of that in canon at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will okay. say Bloodlines is also very good because one of the central ideas of it is does the galaxy know? that leia was darth vader's child and what would happen ah. if they found out and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's, oh, it's a very good that's book. a big question yeah it's it's, oh, a, wow. it's a it's a good book and it as much as i don't like the first order here we're going way off on tangent <laughs> part of why i never liked the whole first it, when it comes to start when it comes to the the the, the sequel trilogy 
what I wanted out of it is summed up from that line in Hamilton. Um, <clears throat> winning, I think the winning is easy, son. Ruling is harder. Like, I wanted to see all the problems that happen when you take over and when there is corruption mm. and when, like, everyone thinks that with the emperor dead, the second deaths are gone, everything will be good and happy now. But it clearly isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted that story. We got very little of that. The book Bloodlines does it gives you a lot more of sort of what are the political divisions and how does it lead to the First Order and stuff like that. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. So that's fun stuff. Um, uh, to right. bring it back to yeah, please uh, take me off tangent. Lego man. Star Wars <laughs> Summer Vacation. Uh, my favorite part of the Obi Wan flashback is <laughs> when they're escaping and Boba mm-hmm. gets into Slave One and goes and. Um, and chases them and they do the like kids bop lego version of the boba theme song mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so much fun that was like my favorite music part of that with... <clears throat> in many ways i'm gonna get thrown out of the marvel fandom here but like <laughs> i think star wars does a better job than marvel right now of putting in the, those callbacks that you know because like i once I read I, – once I saw it, I read about it and one of those pointed it out and I went back and watched that. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize that at the time. But like I think Star Wars does such a good job of like planting the Easter eggs in ways that the people who know them will catch them. And I certainly caught a good deal of them. But if you don't, you're not missing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really, really appreciate it. And in some ways, this is the perfect place to do it because this isn't like a big in-canon plot, move the plot along thing. Like nothing that happened in this will be significant to any other story we watch except as far as like, you know, the next time someone's like, Finn's not a Jedi, you can be like, nope, 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 Lego made a canon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. He got visited by three different force ghosts, technically four by the end of it, different force ghosts. So clearly Mm -hmm. he's got something going on. Yeah, this is no, like, the Jedi Carol. It's four ghosts, not three. Yeah. Even though so. just Ben just shows up at the end and he's just like, hi. I don't even think adult Force Ghost Ben has a line uh, when he's, like, Force Ghost. Yeah. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be a short episode. There's not too much to say about it. It's definitely fun. It was I will fun. say I don't. I don't think it's as good as – I thought the holiday special was really inventive and, and did some amazing things. And a lot of this feels like the same of. Like I still think – I'm glad I watched it. I wouldn't put it quite as much as like a must watch as as that one or like the Lego Batman movie. But I think it's a lot of fun. If you're the kind of person who just revels in Star Wars-ness, like mm-hmm. definitely give this a If out. you're a big, of a big enough of a fan of Star Wars that you've seen everything, then it's worth watching. Yeah. If you're just a passing fan or you've only watched the movies, then if you have time and you want to watch something random, watch it. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not missing too much. It's just a fun little romp. If you like Robot Chicken, it's worth watching. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Uh, so let's start wrapping up. So, Will, if people wanted to watch Legos, particularly of a Star Wars, but not entirely of a Star Wars variety, uh, what's another place they could go to watch uh, someone like yourself engaging in that world? Ooh, come find me on <laughs> Twitch. 
It is uh, Silver Dreamer, silver with a Y, uh, because I was super edgy in high school that I liked replacing <laughs> all I's with Y's. But Silver Dreamer on Twitch, uh, I stream building sets on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, weekends, we go kind of crazy, just do all kind of whatever whatever or throw a bunch of stuff at the wall whatever sticks that's what we go with sundays nice. we've been reading comics on stream um, oh, that's awesome. uh i have a huge marvel comic book collection and so we are reading the stories that lead up to the crossover event secret wars uh which is what was announced for the end of phase six in the mcu nice uh nice. we just covered incursions which were covered in a recent marvel movie so come check it out nice hang out yeah, I, I'm so glad you specified it, because for a while, I didn't recognize Silver as S-I-L-V-E-R. I just saw the S-Y-L and also the word Dreamer. And since you have a little bit of a fake, you know, ness to you, I just thought it was Sylvan Dreamer. And so I was always having the uh, yeah. hardest time finding it. Uh, but don't <laughs> worry, if you're not good at spelling, we'll put the link in the show notes. Oh, we'll thanks. also put the link to Hype is My Superpower, which is the podcast that uh, Will does with his buddy Steve. Yes, I do. Both of them have been on this podcast, and I've been – both Paul and I have been on their podcast. It's a great way to learn about comics. If you're someone like me who doesn't really read comics much, they do a great job summarizing them and talking about them and just – kind of filling you in and i think if you do read comics you're gonna love hearing all their analysis so check out will's twitch check out that podcast of course check out all the other podcasts i do by going to theethicalpanda.com there you'll find this podcast the superhero ethics podcast all sorts of other stuff i do and of course most <clears throat> and most importantly there you'll find all the ways to contact us what do you think of this movie did you love it did you didn't get around to watching it yet but now you're curious about it let us know what you think um all the ways to find us are there and so please check that out. Please check out all the great things Will is doing. And most importantly, as fans, be good to each other. Bye, guys. <laughs>